Welcome to the Mighty Rip Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah. As always, the Mighty Rip Podcast is coming to you live from the super plush Mighty Rip Broadcast Studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop ripping on players, coaches, and bad front office management, Dave DeBah. the mighty rip pod we dive deep into the brand new xfl football league and i will give you my opinions on what went down on saturday and sunday i guess we're actually going to be calling this our weekly xfl report all of that and a whole lot more coming up on the mighty rip pod okay so um a Vince McMahon-led football league is back in the news. And I had a chance on Saturday and Sunday to sit down and watch not all of the XFL, but some of the XFL. And I have to say that for the most part, I was fairly impressed by what I saw. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claim that the XFL is going to be the next National Football League. We are light years. I mean, buzz light years away. (laughs) Or, Or lots of shots of vodka and tequila away from being able to make that sort of claim, if you know what I mean. That being said, I was thinking about the XFL as I was watching the games, and They did so many different things that made the football games highly entertaining. And we will dive into those details for you in a little bit. But I was thinking about this a little earlier in the day. And I was like, like, the XFL is really like a John Wreck movie. (laughs) You know, it's, it's full of action and no one gives a damn about the plot. (laughs) And of course, it's because Keanu Reeves is in the movie and there's a bunch of other jokes that you can make about it. But the point is, it's not like Academy Award level football like you sort of get from the National Football League at times when the Cleveland Browns aren't playing. (laughs) It's like um, it's it's a it's a step. It's a different step. It's like. it's like the Spider-Man Spider uh, universe where there's a different universe and the XFL is the most popular thing in that universe. And in the universe that we all live in, the National Football League is the king of football. That being said, for an upstart league, which has a ton of WWE money behind it, um, they did a excellent job with for the most part, putting a quality games um, on the field. I was so impressed by the fans as well and how into these these games they got. It was, you know, the thing that reminds me about our society here in in, uh, in the United States, which is as much as we all love basketball and as much as I love, talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. I love making fun of Kevin Durant's 
uh, whininess and insecurities. And as much as I love watching Kyrie Irving continue to try to convince the rest of the world that it is indeed flat, I must say I was really impressed by what I saw for a wide variety of reasons. Most of them start with the letter E. And that means that what they did with the XFL is they made things more entertaining than the NFL often is. And they did this in sort of um, uh, some very sort of interesting ways, some, some ways on the field and some ways sort of off the field. And what you really sort of took from it was it was sort of a fresh spin on, on football and it really caught my attention. It caught me watching the games. And I actually really wanted to know who was going to win between the Seattle Dragons and the DC Defenders, <laughs> which was the first ever football game. And, and I told my wife, I was like, ah, I got I to gotta pick a team, you know, in the XFL. I got I to gotta decide which of these eight teams am I going to become a fan of. And after one week, I'm leaning towards the D.C. defenders. But what I've decided to do with regards to the XFL, especially since there isn't a team in my backyard, that I was going to wait probably about midway through the season and officially make my big announcement. Who is Dave DeBaugh going to support in the XFL? Let's see if they can get into the second half of the season, unlike that upstart AFL thing that we had to deal with last year that just ran flat out of money. Um, The XFL, on the other hand, isn't going to run out of money. That's not to say Vince McMahon and the XFL uh, ownership group aren't going to make a business decision at the end of this first year. But what I will say is I guarantee they will make it through the first year. Now, the ratings came out, and we'll cover those for you in a little bit. But the -the on-the-field action was really interesting. And one of the biggest rule changes really takes um, uh, happens on kickoffs. And what they did was they moved the the kicking team up to the 35-yard line just five yards away from the returning team. And it's just a really sort of like interesting, interesting take. They did a bunch of other things, which also helped improve, um, improve sort of the entertainment value of the game. Like they have a referee that sole purpose is to put the football down uh, uh, um, and start running the play clock. That, that's what the one person does. You watch one of these XFL games and you'll see a referee with a red hat on. The red hat ref is responsible for just one thing. And that's making sure that the game keeps moving quickly. And they did that by simply taking the ball and placing it down and running the play clock. Just sort of like these small little ideas that they sort of thought would help improve the game have really helped improve the game. And I'm sure the National Football League is going to take note at what works and what doesn't work in the XFL. That being said, the quality, uh, excuse me, the entertainment value, I don't want to use the keyword here, 
the E word, the entertainment value of the XFL was definitely worth it. And it's worth it for me to tune in to a week two matchup between whoever my DC defenders are going to be playing. So the DC defenders ended up winning 31 uh, to 19. And I learned another interesting uh, thing that the XFL is doing. Um, and we wrote a blog about this on the mighty.rip um, website. So if you have a, a chance, do do check out the blog. Its its title is Thank God for the XFL. And so they did this other interesting thing with bonuses. And what they basically said is, you know, we know all of our players on average are going to get a salary for a 10-game season. Uh, the average salary in the XFL is supposed to be like 55K. So these guys are are not making, you know, a ton of money. That's for sure. Uh, especially when you consider sort of the beating that they're going to take. So they're going to make on average 55K. And of course, the quarterbacks were set up to make more and up to <laughs> up to half a million a year. And I'm sure um, a lot of that is um, going to be covered in incentives, uh, if you know what I mean. That being said, the really cool thing that they did, um, which I absolutely love, is they said, at the end of each game, the team that wins the game gets to share 100K. (laughs) How cool is that? And now I know there's probably, I think there's like 50 players on a team. I think it's a little bit less than that, but there's like 50 players on a team that basically get to share a hundred K. So they're, it's not huge money for them. It's like two K a person, but still I love the concept of it all. You know, the NFL does something sort of similar with Super Bowls, um, but they never talk about it. They never talk about the bonuses that the players are going to make. And the reason they don't talk about it is the players make so much goddamn money that there's no reason to talk about it because the bonus isn't significant enough. But I think the XFL has a great idea here. I would love to see the day where a million dollars is being given to the winning team for every game that they play. And in fact, it would be so cool that if what they did was they said, look, there's a base salary that you've you've got to make regardless of if we win or we lose. But everything else is contingent on the team winning. There's just something really cool there about that like extra value of of, um, being able to do an extra good job to earn more cash. It's sort of like in Hollywood, (laughs) speaking of Keanu Reeves and the point system that they have in Hollywood for actors and actresses who are stars. They're able to actually get um they're able to actually get um points at that point uh and extra money for um how well a movie does at the box office it's an extraordinarily complicated system but you get what i mean so the xfl has a real opportunity to sort of do something uh different like that with it and for the fan which is really what this is all about For the fan, it makes it more interesting. I don't know why, but it just does being able to know that, I don't know, somebody from the Houston Roughnecks 
is going to make an extra $50,000 if his team wins. I'm just saying it's very, very cool concept that the XFL has put into place. So you might be wondering, uh, and you might be saying, Dave, Dubois, how did the XFL do uh, in television ratings during its first week? Now, it nearly averaged 3 million households per game which is fantastic. Um, If you were to put this in perspective with the NBA's ESPN's coverage (laughs) on Christmas Day, you know that Celtic game? If you were to put this in those lines of perspective, what would you find? You would find out some really interesting things about the XFL you would find that the XFL actually did better in the ratings than that Celtics-Raptors Christmas Day game, which was on ESPN. I am just saying that the XFL knows there's a thirst for more football. We all know that there's a thirst for more football. And if they can continue to innovate... Uh, and continue to bring out um, cool concepts, I think the XFL has a real place in our society. (laughs) Um, But it's too early to tell, right? It's too early to tell. You do not know yet. Um, We need to get through at least um, half a season of the XFL before we know. Some other cool things that they did in the XFL in week one and it's funny like i have like hours of xfl news and we're we're not going to do hours of this but but um some of the other cool things that they did in the um in the xfl this week that that i absolutely loved what i i loved the production quality um the production entertainment value of the television broadcasts and how they worked the headsets so that we could actually hear the coaches calling in the plays to um, to the uh, headset of the quarterback. In the XFL, the running backs and the wide receivers and the tight ends also have um, uh, helmets with audio equipment in them so they can hear the play calls being pl- called in as well. I love it. I think the entire offense should have, I think everybody on the field on the defensive side and the offensive side should have audio technology in their helmets anyways. And I'm sure the XFL is going to get there with that. It just adds so much more value when you're actually sitting there watching one of these games because you can hear the coach call in this play like X, Y, triple J, threat, San Francisco, 19. (laughs) <laughs> and you can you can hear that call going in and you hear it as a fan and then you listen for it again or you listen for variations of it again so that you are able to be your own Tony Romo and try to predict what's actually going to happen on the field before it happens. It's just an absolutely fantastic idea. I don't feel like it's revolutionary. The technology has been there for years the NFL just fell short of it. Um, and the XFL has taken it to the next level. The other cool thing that they've done is 
the interviews with the coaches and the players during the actual game in real time. I love it. We live in a society, (laughs) not to get too philosophical here, uh, but we do live in a fast food society. We live in a society that has rapidly changed over the last 10 years. And um, to be honest, that rapid change is due to our access to information. As 5G, the technology that's going to allow for a significant increase in video streaming to occur around the globe, as that continues to get better and better and better, our desire to see things in real time is what we now expect as a society. And the XFL knows that, and they've jumped on it from the very start. So well done to Vince McMahon and the other people that are running the XFL. Um, A couple other quick things before we get out of here that I wanted to mention in our first ever XFL weekly report. Um, And that is is that the... uh, uh, Cardinal Jones, um, I'm still not sold as a sold that he'll be a National Football League quarterback of any value, but the DC Defenders did win 31 to 19. The Houston Roughnecks beat the LA Wildcats 37 to 17. First of all, two things. One, the LA uniforms are bad. They're the worst uniforms in the XFL. I thought I was watching a Tampa Bay Buccaneer team, which is something you never want to be associated with. (laughs) Uh, Secondly, the Houston Roughnecks have blatantly ripped off the Houston Oilers logo. It's it's a little bit different, but it's basically the Houston (laughs) Houston Oilers logo. Which, by the way, I hated the fact that that when Tennessee changed their name to the Titans that they they didn't allow the new Houston Texans team to rename themselves as the Oilers because it's one of the great names in the history of professional sports. So I do, uh, uh, on some level, um, uh, um, love the fact that the XFL went that far as to rip that uh, that that logo off. Um, at the same time, it, it maybe went too far. The Tampa Bay Vipers, which is a great name for a football team, lost to the New York Guardians, led by, of course, probably the one quarterback in the um, in the in in this league that I I think you know really could could be in the National Football League next year at least as a backup, which is Matt. Matt McGloin, one of the largest necks you'll see in football today. 23-3 was the score there. Look, most of these games had uh, close to 20,000 people show up for them. Another smart thing that they did um, in D.C. is they're playing in the MLS stadium there. And those stadiums are so fantastic. I mean... The, the way those new MLS stadiums have been built, they've been built for sound. Um, and it really improves it improves the quality of the game when you're watching it on television. So you're not watching, you know, some huge stadium 
um, that isn't full. You're watching a small stadium that is full and that has been designed to be loud, which is what a lot of the MLS, the newer MLS stadiums are all about. So, uh, so well done, uh, well done there. Um, just absolutely fantastic. Um, so, and other scores in the XFL, there's only one other score because there's only eight teams. The St. Louis Battlehawks beat the Dallas Renegades 15 to nine, which takes us to our Vegas gambling portion of our XFL report. Because you can't talk XFL without talking about gambling, can you? <laughs> um, the XFL did other things related to gambling, like uh, continually put um, the spread and mention the spread throughout their broadcasts, um, which was interesting, which is something that the NFL has, has finally sort of started to do a little bit of, but not to the extent that the XFL did it. Look, the XFL just basically came out and said, we know you people are going to be gambling on this. So we're actually going to improve the broadcast so that it reflects what you're actually going to be watching the game for in the first place. Because who really has allegiance to the DC Defenders or the Dallas Renegades at this point? That being said, the Dallas Renegades were the biggest favorites of any of them and the biggest disappointment of the week has to be the Dallas Renegades as they lost at home to the Battle Hawks of St. Louis 15 to 9 in that game. Um oh and uh, um so that sort of summarizes that, uh, summarizes all of that. Uh breaking news out of your XFL <laughs> <laughs> we want to be the first uh, to break this news. The first, the first people to tell you about what just happened in the XFL. We're we're gonna do that for you here in just a second. We are. I'm literally verifying this information as it just came down. So just bear with me. But it involves. <laughs> it involves Julius Peppers who was uh, already fired after one game as defensive coordinator. Julius Peppers is officially out. Uh, just bear with me here. Uh, yes, he was uh, officially uh, officially fired by the Los Angeles Wildcats. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's un- unbelievable that they're already firing coaches. Uh, I he's he's like literally he literally has been in the league for less than a week, and his Wildcat team gave up 37 points to the Houston Roughnecks, and he got canned on Monday. (laughs) All right. Anyways, uh, so breaking news out of the XFL: the first coaching firing happens just. Hours after the end of week one of your XFL season. Okay, so eight teams in the XFL, um, uh, 10 games, 10 regular season games. There will be um, four teams making the playoffs and one championship game. That is your XFL season. I think it ends on like April 28th. 
Um, so we'll get football through April, and then we'll be in the dog days of summer. This XFL report <laughs> on Mighty uh, Rip on the Mighty Rip Pod is brought to you by nobody at this point, but hopefully down the road it will be brought to you by somebody. Anyways, uh, thanks so much for tuning in uh, to uh, to the big um, XFL <laughs> weekly report here on the Mighty Rip Pod. Um, I, I mean, seriously, like the XFL, not an academy, not an Oscar award winning league. The XFL, really, more like you know the the latest Bad Boys movie that just came out, uh, like a shoot 'em up action movie. With a little bit of comedy in it would be my best way of describing the XFL. Anyways, um, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, you can find us in a lot of different places, though the podcast is just coming online. Um, we are on Spotify now, um, and we will, um, and we are actually officially um showing up on iTunes and um Google as well as of um a little bit earlier in the day. Um so that's that's good news. Also, do check out the big website at mighty.rip. <laughs> I mean, so many people didn't even know you could get a dot rip. Um so check it check it out mighty.rip uh, for what we hope is an entertaining uh, alternative uh, to your sports uh, sort of coverage. I don't want to call it sports news. It's more like sports coverage that's entertaining. Um, so check that out. For the Mighty Rip Pod, I am Dave DeBaugh reminding you that sometimes players, coaches, and front office folks make horrifically bad decisions. Andre Drummond <laughs> and, and it's our job as fans to set them straight <laughs>